What is up, everybody? And welcome back to the Serie Audio Experience with IFTV. Guys, on the Midweek Coppa Italia video that we made, I said that I've never seen Antonio in my life this happy. The smile on his face. He looked like the Grinch, you know, in the Grinch Stole Christmas. Mm -hmm. This week couldn't have gotten any better for you. I don't know what you did. We told you last episode, play the lottery numbers because you want to roll. This week, your Milan didn't win. But you're the two teams that you don't like, uh, me and Peter. You you got uh, above us again. How do you uh, feel? How do I feel? I said I predicted everything because it was nothing difficult to predict that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you say that. Because <laughs> your prediction from the beginning of the season <laughs> totally <laughs> off. <laughs> not doing too good. All right. <laughs> You're allowed, you're allowed to change this your mind. This is only the beginning with you guys. I mean, you guys uh, don't have the two defenders that you think are the best defenders. Yeah. Uh, you're going to have a bunch of hiccups coming up. Uh, I said this. Okay. I said but that. Let's not talk about Peter because I have something something prepared for Peter that uh, is going to be uh, 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 very depressing for the Inter fans. <laughs> put it this way. Yeah. Antonio's, so. Antonio's got a, a surprise in store. Uh, but before we get into that and before we get into uh, the rest of the games... Um, Interesting weekend. Again, we always look back. We think that we know something's going to happen in Serie And then I think the amount of surprises, the way that you can't take your eyes off the match because you never know what's going to happen. We had some good football on display. And um, the changes that we said were needed, I think, happened. We, we posted a clip from the last podcast where we did it. We have to do our predictions. Uh, at the end, we had to predict next week's matches because it worked out perfectly because you predicted a tie for Inter. And then you asked Peter, you said, what happens if Bologna wins? And what did you say, Peter? They were going to sack Spalletti. So right now, Spalletti is not looking the best if we look at uh, what they're saying inside the newspapers. What do we think uh, about that? I think Spalletti was one foot out of the door already. The other one needs to be pushed just <laughs> next week. They might push him out, you know? I think that Spalletti is being, it's going to be out by the end of the season. That's for sure. And that's already, I think, been determined in the last month or so. Uh, it depends all uh, if they want to do it now and get somebody to get them through June or maybe they'll wait until the end of the season. But it's getting embarrassing for Inter. Um, so we'll see, uh, you know, we'll see what happens in the next week or so. But he, I think he's definitely out by the end of the season. Uh, by the end of the season? By the end of the season, he's out. You don't think yeah. he's going to get an early sack? It could be. It could be. Oh. What were you going to say, Pierre? No, I, say I have to agree with Gaetano in the sense that if the players are not motivated behind them, like we've seen the past three <laughs> games where we can't even score a goal in, in play, it's just a sad sign. So you either have to sack them because you, you seriously can risk losing Champions League spot. There's four teams behind... Inter that are right there, Atalanta. you know, and all it takes is one of these teams to get a, a, hot. a hot start and they can finish strong and Inter could possibly come out of the Champions League uh, uh, and that would, would be detrimental to Inter and what they're trying to do because you're losing 30 million right off the right off the boat and then also not being able to have the money to invest in talent and attract the big name players. So they definitely have to make a decision. But I think Gaetano also was right in the sense that this decision, I think, was brewing in the past month. And I, I think, quite honestly, Marotta has a lot to do with it. Maybe not 100% confident in Spalletti, the way Inter plays. And he has a new way uh, that he wants Inter, new direction that he wants Inter to go to. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> before the match, uh, I'll read a quote from Marotta. 
Um, they were talking about Conte, who Conte was in Milano. They said, you know, he was near Inter's offices. He said it's unthinkable to criticize a coach who's in third place. The Conte rumors have no basis to them. Again, this was prior to the match. And uh, the key was if he's in third place. So uh, if Marotta is going to get somebody, like if we think Conte is going to be there, or Simeone, or Mourinho, whoever it's going to be, the rumors are that next week against Parma is Spalletti's last chance. Um, and if he doesn't, if he does not get a result against Parma, then it would be a cambiaso or, or some kind of caretaker until they figure out what kind of coach uh, should be. As an Inter fan, what do you feel about the situation? Do you think it's a good idea to get rid of Spalletti to take somebody like Cambiasso if it did come down to that right now? Well, right now, Inter is not playing. You can tell they're not, they're not getting their chances. And even the chances that come to them, the players are, are too nervous or not being able to really do anything with it. And we don't create enough chances. And even though we, even last year at times, we didn't create chances, but we were lucky that Icardi scored. You know, now Icardi seems like he can't even hit the goal. Even wide open, which he had the chance to. Poli passes in the ball, and he, he completely misses goal. Even Lautaro so, Martinez. Yeah. So, I mean, I I feel that when a new coach comes in, you do see a spark, even though at times it's only for a short while. But look at Manchester United, you know, where mm-hmm. you have a certain quality players. You need someone to just get in there and change. Right. Cambiaso knows Inter he's part of you know he's an Inter legend for what he's done with the Champions League he's been coached by great coaches he's but he has on, never coached before he was he... on the staff with Argentina Colombia mm-hmm. with Peckerman so I mean even though he's never coached you if you ask any of the coaches that that he's had he was a coach on the field mm-hmm. he was the general he was the De Rossi a lot of people they would say oh Cambiaso's guy that he didn't shut up he would keep on talking mm-hmm. you know and that's how he was so I think he definitely has the qualities to be a coach. He, so. he was the assistant coach for the World Cup, right? Yeah. Who did, uh, I with think? Peckerman, with uh, Colombia. With Colombia, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. yeah he I was didn't sitting, even know that. Yeah, 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 he was sitting on the bench. I saw him <clears throat> sitting on the bench. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think for Inter, uh, yeah, in the next week, they're going to decide uh, who's going to take him until June. Could be Cambiasso, could be Vecchi, which I think he did it once before. Yeah, he did. He's yeah. from uh, the Primavera, from the mm-hmm. U team. And then uh, they're going to decide whether it's going to be El Cholo, uh, Conte or, or Mourinho. Cholo, Cholo th- is not going to come. I, I think know. the first choice, uh, it would be Simeone. I yeah. think for Inter. I think so. I think so. No, no, for the no, summer but if, if you no, had that's the, what if, I'm if, saying. Yeah, in the summer. I still if you, think it's too soon. No, but I'm saying if you had the chance, I think I thought yeah, if you had the choice, chance, your first choice. Yeah, the first choice, I think for Inter, for the fans and for the club, I think it would be Simeone. I thought you meant realistic. The fans, I think they would like Mourinho, but maybe the club, not as much. And Conte, I think the fans, the fans will probably. The, the, I think I think that Conte right? is going to be okay. the one. But realistically, who's gonna, who can really Conte. do it? No, I think I think that Cholo is very unrealistic. I think it's going to be difficult. It's going to need a certain situation yeah, for that to happen. I think. I think Mourinho. I think if you wanted Mourinho, I think you could get Mourinho. He mm. says every time I walk the streets of Milan, I get stopped. And the Inter fans hug me and they kiss me, thanking me still no, for what I do. Boy. <laughs> um, but anyway, I wanted to uh, bring up, you just said you put a spark, right? Changing coach puts a spark. Last week, seven days ago, Frosinone was beating Bologna 4-0. They get rid of Inzaghi. They get Mihalovic. Wow. We all said That's Mihalovic is somebody who, you know, will take the players. We all said that Bologna is not a team worth to being in 19th, 18th place. They come out and they beat Inter in their first away win of the season. Bologna didn't win a, a, a game away from home and they beat Inter. 
So that difference, like you said, was evident for Bologna, Instant who looked spark. much, much better. Let me bring up one last stat for Inter. Um, and I think this one's very significant and goes to the point of the problem at Inter. Inter are the only Serie A team that once they're trailing in a match, they've never come back to win or even tie. Six times they've been down in a match, all six times they've lost. No other Serie A team has been able to do that. That's a Spalletti philosophy. Why? He says, <laughs> guys, once you go down, weak. forget about it. It's not true. In the Champions League, we came back all the time. Uh, so, I mean, the, the numbers are... This is yeah, this is Serie A. Um, okay. No, I'm saying... Yeah. He's saying the mentality of Spalletti. Yeah. The point is... <laughs> yeah, Champions League, all three yeah, times they we came, came back. back. So. The point is, uh, I really... Confu it's confusing. It's confusing. How can you do that with Champions League and not be able to come back yeah. in Serie A? I want to pick up on what you said about Simeone before. I doubt Simeone is gonna is gonna come to Inter Milan unless unless the guy makes a disaster end to the Champions League. I just hope that he beats Juventus right now. <laughs> Why uh, would you want that? Because uh, Simeone is a great is a champion. Okay, <laughs> so uh, for him to come in to come in with a team that has a budget of less than one third of what Juventus has says who? If, no, you know how much they pay their players? No, I'd like to go spend some of the most. So. So let's say he beats Juventus. That would be an incentive. <laughs> will be an incentive for Inter to bring him into Milan and say, "Hey, we got Simeone right now. How, and now we, we're making the the, the the Serie A very competitive. That would be I, great." I feel I mean, like that uh, would be the opposite. I feel uh, like if he would go out, it would be more likely. Well, I'll tell you what's the reasons why Simeone is going to stay over there because he's going to he wants to win something, and I don't think he's going to win this year. But only if he beats Juventus and he goes all the way to the final of a Champions. That's a big guess. Those are big guess. Those are very big guess. Icardi came out on social media mm. and he said, "If you don't love Inter when we lose, then don't love us when we win." It was a pretty big quote. I know the papers were trying to steer it, saying that it was against the fans. Mm. Um, but Icardi still shows that he's somebody that really cares about the jersey. Um, but I think that I think it's a mentality thing with Inter. I don't think it's a, a quality problem. I don't know if you guys agree with that, but that's my opinion about it. It's Inter. not what I heard in secret because uh, I heard that Van Dyne had a little talk, and uh, <laughs> I'm gonna send you the clip. In a little while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have, uh, you have Wanda? I have Wanda's clip. Yeah. She, said, yeah. she texted <laughs> to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think Icardi, you know, is, is at cause of Inter's dismay, you know, in the sense that he hasn't been able to score. And this is a guy that's always been able to score, always been able to, when he had the chance, at least convert one of the chances. But you can't, but you can't yeah, you can't blame yeah. him. But he's also had the history of problems with the curva yeah. when he came out with the book he wow. claimed mm. all that stuff oh so i mean there's definitely mm. something involved but i guess the curva no they over overlooked it because of the goals he scored and being the the captain but i know a lot of inter fans are not happy with icardi as a captain they don't feel that it's it's right but it was Even brushed though. under the rug because he was scoring and doing exactly well. and now exactly it's coming up more same thing with so, this contract yeah so i mean even even that inter they do not have the the caliber player winning mentality players in the sense that we do not have guys besides Asamoah that actually won a league. Look at all That's the players true. that we have. Yeah. None, none of them. None you of them. Bunch of losers. Yeah, none, of none of them have won a league. Listen, you have fifty percent of your, Andanovic well, never won. They almost won the World Skriniar, Cup. Fifty percent of them. Skriniar never won. There's only Ooh. three. Alright, Andanovic won. Andanovic is Slovenia. All right, come so, on. Skriniar has never won anything. The Rise never won excuse. anything. How about Ambrosio? Trust me, in the locker room, in the locker room, <laughs> it does change. The only guy is Asamoah. So these are guys that the past three years they've crumbled, and it's not up to Inter standards, but it's 
the standards of most Serie A teams. If you see most Serie A teams, they have this up and down season. Yeah. You know, Vanda even said it. She was on uh, she was on Italian TV, and she said that this is like what Inter does is. January, February, you start to see a little bit you of You want depth. me to play the clip of Vanda because he just texted to me. I'll do it for you right now. You have her number? Yeah. Yeah, but you have to uh, look like Wanda too. <laughs> That's not a problem. <laughs> that is not a problem. Would you like me to you set the ground? You got me started. <laughs> would you like me to set the ground? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. So okay. Like, like I was just telling my dad off camera, Antonio's been calling me for weeks saying, I need these cutouts. <laughs> he, he threatened me today. He said, if you don't get me these cutouts by today, I'm making my own podcast and you're never going to hear from me again. We texted him back. If that's all we need to do to get rid of you on the podcast, we'll see you later. But we love you. So I got you your cutout. Guys, this is the real situation in uh, Icardi's home bedroom. When the two of them are by themselves, this is what's going on. Vanta starts. Mauro, what's going on with you lately? <laughs> Where, Don't laugh, please. Where hey, we Mauro, going? what's going on with you lately? <laughs> uh, what do you mean what's going on oh my god you're not scoring anymore did you say you're not screwing anymore or scoring <laughs> scoring what did you say you're not scoring anymore oh, scoring okay. oh. we need goals oh, okay i misunderstood hey manda how am i gonna score i have a bunch of losers behind me <laughs> they don't feed me a goddamn ball how am i gonna score i don't get the ball Okay. Just tell that stupid idiot of your coach to tell them to give you the ball. <laughs> you know what? I think you're right. I said, I'm getting sick and tired of this guy here, uh, Mr. Spalletti. You know what? I'm done with these guys here. I'm tired. I mean, Messi makes $40 million. Neymar makes $35 million. Ronaldo makes $29 million. Hamsik makes $9 million. He's going to be making $9 million. So, uh, and you know what they did to me, this guy here? He put Ranocchia playing <laughs> next to me. He put Ranocchia playing next to me to show me that I'm a useless uh, guy. I said, if you cannot score, I'm going to get you Ranocchia to score instead of you. Oh you see what he's doing? <laughs> How long is this club? <laughs> You know what? There's a movie. <laughs> I'm done with these guys here. We're going to go talking to Real Madrid and we'll uh, go talking with Manchester United. We're gone. We're done. We're done. I'm done. Can I ask... Uh, very, Bravo. Very, good, very, good. very good. Very good job. <laughs> Can I ask Wanda a question? Yeah. <laughs> Wanda, what about if you suggest to your um, husband not to score any more goals and maybe Spalletti is going to go faster? <laughs> good idea because <laughs> I think that's what's happening if only we had Wanda, here to, I think uh, Wanda is that a good idea well you know what I'm trying, <laughs> I'm trying to negotiate a new contract so uh, maybe you're right maybe you're right oh man that was good uh, that was wow. so funny the, be the best part was that uh, Antonio before the podcast he tried to get Pete to do one of the roles <laughs> and Pete was like I'm not doing it <laughs> So and Peter's like, why don't you do it yourself? <laughs> one man show. We need a one man oh show. God. I thought yeah, that was it's great. It's like William Shakespeare. Anything, uh, oh, anything from Spalletti? Oh, wait, I forgot to say something. <laughs> hey, by the way, Mauro, Spalletti is a goat. He looks like a goat. I said, what do you mean he's a goat? He's the greatest of all time at losing the best player for the team. 
GOAT greatest of all time. <laughs> thank you, yeah. thank you. <laughs> for for anyone listening to the audio version, you go to this oh minute on the YouTube, yeah. on the video, the because Antonio had a face cut out of Vanda and Icardi and Spalletti. So if you heard that conversation, that's what and it was. And he was up all night rehearsing this. He didn't get any sleep. Listen. <laughs> no rehearsing needed. You just know that that's the truth, right? Yeah. I see. Yeah. Okay, what's Very good. <laughs> oh, my God. That was funny. Um, let's move on. <laughs> you don't have these cutouts. That would have been funny, too. Um, Juventus. Uh, another disaster of a match, of a performance. Uh, like I said, this week, uh, for both Peter and I, was not good. Uh, Coppa Italia exits, and then um, one loss in the Campionato, and a game that feels like a loss for the way that it came about. Juventus against Parma. Uh, I think a lot of people here in their predictions said that they had a bad feeling about this. Once I saw the starting lineup and the defense, which was um, Perin, Spinazzola, Caceres, Rugani, and Cancelo, I looked at Michael and I said, Juventus are going to be lucky if they get a tie today. Defense that never played together, with Perin in goal, defense that never played together, Caceres, who's a right back. What do you, how many times did he play for Lazio this season? Two times? Three times? A little bit more than that, but not the money. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, again, a stellar attack, like, like we've been saying, but such a disappointing performance. Such not I wouldn't say disappointing performance, but a disappointing lack of of any form of leadership in the back. Bonucci and Chiellini, obviously the two best center backs, and Peter said it multiple times this year that Chiellini's really that key player for Juventus. I mean, it's unbelievable to me that a team like Juventus, who we say they have three teams, they lose two center backs, and the team looks like a Serie D team in defense. And that is a compliment to the way that they're defended. Cancelo, I don't know what he does on defense. Rugani and Caceres, you know, most of the game they were doing good, but scrambling in the box. I thought Spinazzolo was doing well. And then in the midfield, again, the same problems that Juventus have in the midfield. With Kedira, who it was his best game, and he still finds a way to always get on my nerves. Um, and with, and when Pjanic is not there, there's no midfield. So um, I was very disappointed in Juventus. Up 3-1 in a match, and, and you tie 3-3 in the last minute of the match because of a stupid pass back by Mandzukic. Um, amazing match for Mandzukic, but such a stupid pass back. Um, and I don't, I, I'm very confused with this team. Uh, you know, the day before, there was a, a tweet from uh, David Amoyal, who's a, a good friend of ours. And he said, Juventus fans are talking about a crisis and then Inter showed them what a real crisis is. So it did feel like that on the Saturday when, when you do a 3-3 three, three, three against Parma. All respect to Parma. In the past, since 2009... Parma is the team that's gotten the most average points after Napoli against Juventus. So they do always seem to get a good amount of points against and Juventus. And Juve uh, hit a couple of posts also, right? Yeah, Kedira hit two posts yeah. on his own. Uh, but again, scoring-wise, they look fine. Ronaldo great, Mandzukic yeah, great. The defense was so but the defense disaster. in the midfield, in shambles. What do you guys think about the match? I think more than, uh, than Juventus been scrambling on the defense, I think I will give a lot of credit to Parma. Parma's got this Gervinho and a bunch of other players that then are then coming over there just to, uh, to lay down uh, like a rug and been walked over. Yeah. So uh, they well, came they, over they there to They played on Juventus' errors. Listen, they were well, not Gervinho's playing Gervinho's great, but they, they played were on playing Juventus Parma or in, in Torino? In Torino. Thank you. So yeah. what are they trying to do, those guys? If they can't, they didn't yeah. pull up a wall over there just to play defense over there. They went over there to yeah, play the they game. Counter they counterattack. They counterattack. Juventus had seventy-five percent possession. That's a matter. I know it doesn't. That's it doesn't matter. So the bottom line is that Juventus without those two guys, and sometimes you know uh, how many times did you win uh, games at the last two minutes, yeah, two well. minutes or three minutes? So from time to time, you know. 
I'm making yeah, but not, but not, not in this way, not in this way. And I think even Allegri's um, reply to the match was very weird. He said, "This is what we get for making those who want beautiful football happy," which I don't really understand what that means. That is another guy that needs a little because, brainwashing. Okay, yes, Juventus are attacking, but what do you mean beautiful football? I mean, he was mad. He said that Mandzukic, which I 100% agree with, when he was in that corner, I said, "Kick the ball out of the stadium." And Allegri said the same thing. He said, kick it out of the stadium. Why are you passing it back into the into the center backs when the center backs are are can can can't even control themselves? His call was like sometimes Mark, you just gotta you kick name, the ball out. You right? name all your center back. It's embarrassing. Cancelo, Caceres, Rugani, and which which they one? Spinazzola. 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 Yeah, okay, those are all national team players. Oh, they were. Okay, like, they uh, were. Okay, hey. They're not good though. What do you mean they're not good? Cancelo, Cancelo, Cancelo. Well. All of a sudden, it's not good anymore. No, no, I didn't say that. But together, they've never played together before. It was a brand and new it was defense. also confusing. Perin, this entire season has looked shaky. He looks terrified in goal. Yes, the goals were not completely his fault, and I wouldn't fault him. But every time he looks scary with a new defense, why are we putting Perin in goal? Why aren't you playing Chesney, who's been, who, who's the the better player and who has more leadership to tell these guys, guys, go there. Penin is, is is a little bit more timid. It's just some of these ideas and and, and keeping Kasset, like Benatia leaving. Benatia, who's been a player for events a long time. I understand that he wants to leave, but at a point you gotta say, if we don't have a better center back, you're not going anywhere. You're mm. you're not gonna leave until June because we can't replace you. Perfect opportunity where Benatia would have been able to be used, where Rugani and Kasetis both lack leadership skills. Rugani's okay if he's put next to Bonucci or put next to Chiellini well, on his own he's not yeah Rugani I agree with you Kassar is brand new too I, I just hope that Caldara comes up big with AC Milan so you're going to be regretting that you told it to us <laughs> I, I think that I, I, right, I, I wouldn't call it a crisis I mean uh, they haven't lost one game yet they only tied uh, a few league. games you know the they, they tied three games uh, we're talking about the league I, I think where Juventus uh, might have uh, uh, not made the right uh, decisions I think was to let Benatia go. You know, you don't let him go when uh, when Chiellini, uh, you know, is is uh, he was hurt. Uh, Barzagli is hurt. I mean, we we're missing Barzagli too because Barzagli would have done would have done a very good job. So now you put the Shiglio there. He's not really. He never played in the middle. I don't think he's a, no. he's a guy to play in the middle. Or Cancelo is not a guy to play in the middle. So you're struggling. Let Benatia stay until June, and then you know you get rid of. Then if he, if he's not happy because he's not playing, then he, then he can go. But once you you down with Bonucci and you down uh, with Chiellini, you know who's the leader there? Uh, there isn't. You know there that, isn't that, that's. Uh, I think that's. They made a little. They made a, a mistake with that, letting Benatia go because I think if he were to play in the center, it would have been. Uh, Think it would have been different. What about the midfield? What do you think about the midfield? Because to me, this midfield, if Pjanic is not there, this is not a good midfield no at all. There's no creativity. No creativity. Bentarkur, yeah. Emerchan, Kedira. And they don't break up the plays. As None of them are able to play there on their own. Matuidi is a good, good player, but without Pjanic there, the Juventus midfield yeah. is inexistent. Yeah, in front of the uh, the defense, I think Pjanic is the best one. Benancur did a good job for six, seven, eight games he played in a row. He was doing a good job. Then he came out. I think he got hurt, and then he came out. And but in front of the defense, yeah, you need uh, you need Pjanic. That's why they were trying to get an, another midfielder. You know, they yeah. wanted to get another midfielder. But what do you think about the game, P? I was surprised that they actually uh, that Parma was able to to get the tie. I mean, I felt that 
Parma had a chance in this game to get the tie, but not after Juventus is up 2 nothing, and then not after you're up 3-1. They score 2-1, and then Juventus is able to score right away 3-1. You think with 20 minutes or so, Juventus has this in the bag. You know, even if they let in one more goal, they'll be okay. And it looked like they were going to until Mandzukic does his bone, bonehead play where he gets the ball, collects the ball, brings it down to the corner, waits a little bit, and then just kicks it to the defender like that. Also, you'd never give a pass into your, your defense like that. Never. Because you never know what can happen. You can lose control. Exactly and we know And we know the rest. Better and off we kick know it the out, rest. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I said, without Kellini, without Bonucci, and now Benetia leaving, there's no real uh, midfield, the third midfielder that can come in and you say, oh, I'm confident in this guy. Defender, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Rugani has, has been shaky since coming to Juventus. It looks like... They might, you know, get, they, they might, they might ship I, him I out think he's, he's not Juventus material, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. When he's placed with someone, he makes a whole big, you know, he turns into a different player. But when he's got to be the leader of that yeah. defense, no. he doesn't look like he's ready. Maybe he needs more time playing a somewhere long. else. And then he's been there for now. But listen, Barzali took a long time before he became what he is now. Sure. When he was with Palermo, he, he went to uh, Wolfsburg. And then he came back and was able yeah, to, to really Peter, solidify Peter. his Bonucci career. Came to Milan, Defense right? is different. Then, Defense, uh, the, older, all, the, the, old, the older you are, the better sometimes you get with experience. Mm. But, I mean, besides that, injury trouble is a problem for Juventus. And this could be something detrimental. Not so much in Serie A, but when Champions League comes. Because mm. you have a big tie. 20 days. Uh, 20 you know, days. 18 days. Oh, yeah. you'll be in shape. You'll yeah. be in shape. So, yeah. we'll uh, see. We, it looks well, like Kellini should be okay, but Bonucci maybe not. So... Kellini there, you feel <coughs> confident, but you're still missing that person in the back. Cáceres was a right back originally. Yeah. Even though he's played no center sense. back, he's not a pure center back. He doesn't have any physicality. Like Benatia has mm. height, strength, and everything. And just in the midfield, Kedira, I don't know if it's lack of form or he's just getting older. Because he used to be the guy in the midfield that can go up and nah. score you those goals. He would have scored a certain amount of goals. Pjanic, the Regista, and my Tweedy to break up. So, I don't know. I just feel that Juventus is lacking something. Uh, but, you know, they're a great team. So, I'm sure when they're able to, like, get everyone together, they can, they can play. Allegri, I think he said after the Atalanta game, he goes, uh, you know, we've had the crisis before, so-and-so crisis before, where we lost a couple of games or we tied a game whether it was Sampdori and Crotone last year. And then we found our way and we were fine. So, I mean, in Serie A, they've created such a lead that they can slip up a little bit. If you want to say a tie is a slip up. I can't believe this guy's almost crying for a tie. You still got a point, man. <laughs> Listen, over on this side Jesus. of the table, Take it ties easy. are losses. For you, a tie, you run a right for a tie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm happy with the tie uh, what, that we had uh, what, what I want to say is, is how does Inter have Miranda, uh, De Vrij, and Skriniar and Juventus, your Bonucci, Chiellini, and then your next best is who? Rugani? What do you play Casares? It doesn't make, doesn't make sense. Well, Ranocchia. You so, forgot Ranocchia, too. is a good not, defender, I'm talking too. about good defenders. Well, you're, no, no, no. you're just saying that because he's from Bari, right? He's from Bari. He's from Bari. He played in Bari. You see? You knew. In, uh, with Bonucci. <laughs> with Bonucci. Okay. Uh, um, so, I, to me, it just... It, 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 I don't know. I'm very confused by that because Juventus' strategy on the transfer market, you know, you hear Marcelo, you hear Darmian... You're still going after right back and left backs when the center back and the center midfield are the real problems. You don't need another striker. You don't need another right back. You don't need another left back. You need a good center back, a good backup center back, and you need a good midfielder. Because we ever since Vidal Pogba Pirlo left, Marquisio left, nothing. The midfielder Juventus has been poor. And um, are Juventus going to be able to, to continue and, and do all this? Maybe, most likely, yes. 
But um, I think it's come to a point where a lot of Juventus fans, based off their reaction, um, are getting a little bit annoyed with the tactics and the lack of tactics, I should say, which are coming from Allegri, which seem a little bit stale. Not to say that he's not a great coach. I think that what Allegri's done has been incredible. But there is a part of me that says, and this is what I, I wrote in, in my group message with some of my Juventus friends. I said, we have a Ferrari, but we're driving it like a Motorino. Like there's sometimes when, when I say, we have the best players in the world, but we're still not playing great. Oh we're God. still not convincing wins. If Juventus go on and win everything, applause to you, right? If you don't, there's going to be some problems. Yeah. Well, can I ask you something, even Gaetano? This Juventus team is in the tail end of the, you know, of the team, you know? The team is starting to, is going to have to change. The dynasty. The dynasty, mean. yeah. Okay. Well, just, the this was the first time the since cycle. 2012 that the BBC was not called up to yeah. a match. And I think more so the dynasty, the, the attack has changed a lot. Um, so I wouldn't, I think the attack has improved, but the defense has not. Yeah, but I think even the cycle, because if you look, Mandzukic is a certain age, Kelini, Bonucci is a certain age. You Barzali know, Barzali is already out. out. Yeah, Barzali. Ronaldo, even though he has a, yeah, he's just there. got there, I'm but he's still a certain age. 34? You know, oh, you know? boy. Kedira also. Uh, can I ask? Uh, uh, Go a little closer. Vanda? No. <laughs> <laughs> What do you want to ask? What do you can want to ask? Can I ask I Antonio yeah. a question? Uh, since we're talking about Ronaldo, yeah. you have a mask of yourself. Mm. Uh, oh, no, no, I don't have Ronaldo. <laughs> but I'll put myself a mask. <laughs> can I ask a question? How, how many goals does Ronaldo have? I don't care. I don't care about Ronaldo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who, who's uh, who's the leading scorer of uh, the Italian Champions I don't think it's Ronaldo. Is he? Is he? Uh, well, unfortunately for, for now, it's Ronaldo. But what for? Uh, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> Watch for, <laughs> watch for who? I want to see you hold the mask and do the celebration. Hold, hold, hold the mask. Uh, Mike, Mike, hold, my Mike. hold the mask. Watch for this guy here. He's gonna do this. Okay, <laughs> to you guys. Well, for the time being, the person that you said would never score any goals because the defense was too good. The guy is, uh, is scoring. He's very, and he's very close to twenty goals. Well, <laughs> that's what happened when, uh, you know, many, many, I have, to be, I have to be honest with you. A lot of those teams, they've been told ahead of the time, hey, you see Ronaldo, just give him. <laughs> yeah, okay. A little bit, you no, know it's the I mean? opposite. And when you play Juventus, you got to play your life out because it's the only opportunity that you're seeing. Anyway, credit to Jervin. How many penalties did he take, Ronaldo? Here you go. That's uh, what I'm saying. Four? Three or four? Five. So you take five penalties out and then you'll <laughs> you, see it. Then you got to take five <laughs> penalties from everybody see else. Then you'll see it. Um, it's right there with everybody else. Maybe <laughs> under somebody else. Gervinho, um, hmm. the two games that he's played against Juventus, he had three shots. All three turned into goals. A guy that was uh, ruled out. Everybody said, oh, he left. He came back. He's, he's old. He doesn't have the pace. Still doing it against some of the best uh, the entire season. So happy for Gervinho. Um, great guy. Uh, he supports IFTV a lot, so he's uh, we we always have a soft spot for him. And, <clears throat> excuse me, and for Padma, who's doing great this season. Uh, there's something that we'll talk about at the end about Serie cutting down to 18 teams that we'll get everybody's opinion on mm. from 20. Yeah, good. That's a good good. That's a good move. <laughs> you I like you jump to it. Um, you want to talk about? Let's talk about your Milan. Oh yeah, a one-one draw against Roma, a match that we said Di Francesco's um, life was on the line. You know, his job was on the line. Uh, you were up one-zero through who? Piontek. Through Piontek. When he scored it. When he scored, I couldn't believe it. Three goals in, in three games, which is But after that, so Manolas kept them all out of bed. Three goals in two games. Three games. Three, three games. games. Yeah. He did a doppietta with uh, 
He two played, goals he played against Napoli. He played, he played Napoli. He played Napoli in Serie A. Oh, but like he, he just had a, maybe yeah, 10 games. Just saying, <laughs> technically. Just saying technically. I'm just going by the rules over here. <laughs> Otherwise, we can start counting minutes. Uh, who knows? But anyway, in this match, um, the Italian Zagnolo, who uh, we know has been breaking into Roma, got on the score sheet. Uh, he's actually He actually broke a record, too. He's the youngest player for Roma to score three Serie A goals since Francesco Totti. Wow. 19 years old. Um Proving his way into We're this midfield. We're watching a legend grow, guys. And I thought it was a very, it was a great match. I thought Roma uh, looked really well. Uh, I thought they could have done. Uh, scored a, f- Roma a few could have won that. Right? I think Roma were the they were closer to winning than Milan. Really? Yeah, I yes. So. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. You are you serious? Like you, were, you made it seem like you weren't going to agree with me. Listen, if they were, they would have given us the penalty on Suso, and that was a, a second yellow on uh, on Pellegrini. Colorado, Colorado, no, no, oh yeah, yeah, Pellegrini. Pellegrini. You're right, you're right, you're right. That was the oh, second yeah. yellow. That was, that was. Yeah, okay, it would well. be at least AC Milan at 20 minutes uh, on the second half. Okay, on 11 against the 10. Two things, two things, just to jump in. Number one, I've heard a few different things. Mm-hmm. I heard one. The commentator said that it was offsides. The ball from I don't remember who gave somebody to Suso. I heard it was offsides, but I didn't hear confirmations of it. That's number one. Penalty, yeah, saying. but I mean, you're gonna blame a penalty. You got to look at all the games. That's true. Catano, did you watch it? The push on Suzo. The guy just pushed him with both hands. He, yeah. tackled, he like tackled him. He was ready for the Super Bowl. Super yeah, yeah, I saw it. I saw it. Um, that would be Juventus. That will get two penalties. Juventus, Juventus weren't given a penalty this week. He said two penalties. Kedira. We're not going to talk about that. Is it talking about uh, the Francesca Roma? Yeah. Uh, it was a great performance by uh, by Roma. Roma should have won the game. There we go. They had a lot of chances. Uh, and they hit the post uh, with uh, Pellegrini at the end there. I mean, they, they really came through but um donnarumma is the man uh, donnarumma, donnarumma made, made it. he made match. some some saves but th- this kid uh this kid zaniolo is uh is unbelievable special. i mean th- this kid it could be he could do some special things out of all the players that uh took the field on uh on um on sunday you know, Zaniolo was the one that he was not booed by the, uh, wow. by the fans. Him and De Rossi. And De Rossi. Yeah. Him and De Rossi. And once again, you'll see, you know, we spoke about the leadership, lack of leadership from Roma. De Rossi uh, comes in, he plays, the, he plays the game, and they're playing against a tough team, a good team, and they tie the game, and they, they should have won the game. So De Rossi uh, and, and Zaniolo, you know, they made the difference. But the whole team, I thought, playing good, and the Francesco did a good job. Now the fans are not are not happy. Uh, some of them they walked out uh, and they left the game in the middle of the game. They left and when Zimlan was still up one nothing. And they and they criticize uh, they're criticizing the players and they criticize Palotta, who is the uh, the president wow. of the team. So it's a tough uh, it's a tough place to to play. Uh, I mean. Last week they brought some nasty stuff, a collar off mm-hmm. um, at his house. So they're going through some tension, but um, I still uh, I still believe that Di Francesco is a good coach. I think he did a good job there, but um, I I think they need to to uh, to uh, realize hey, which way are we going to go? What is the what, what's our objective? Are we going for? To win the Scudetto, we want to win the championship. We want to be in the Champions League. Where, which way we want to go? And I think Palotta has to make some uh, some decisions there. And actions behind those but decisions listen, too. Marco, <coughs> Gaetano, I mean Gaetano. Uh, Di Francesco. Di Francesco. So far, is on the run in all of the three three major. Uh, uh, you know, the Campionato we know is not going to win, but he's still on the Champions League. 
is still one or two points away from uh, from the fourth place. I mean, what is it that, uh, oh, you know, he got kicked out by the Coppa Italia in, in a way that, you know, would have been a little... Uh, that was bad. You know, that, that's the only hiccup, the seven-goal seven, seven uh, uh, goal against Fiorentina. You had a very bad game, all of a sudden you want to sack a coach of that caliber. To me, he's one of the top four or five, this guy here. <coughs> he's one point away from fourth. That's what I'm saying, he's one point away from fourth place. So uh, I don't see what all of this, uh, the tifosi, all of this, uh, you know, a big, big harassment. Just, this is ridiculous. I mean... Uh, how for Spalletti? Well, you don't yeah, Spalletti is in third place and That's there's Spalletti. nothing. He's Spalletti. different. <laughs> but no, no, I, I don't know. I think we've been talking about how Roma's been up and down. I mean, what's really probably been uh, upsetting for the play, uh, for the fans is last year you were competing to get into the final of Champions League, and then this year we, you know, they sold a couple of players and stuff like that, and and now they have to be content with winning fourth spot. Or fighting you know, to, fighting or to for fight Champions. to get the Champions yeah. League, to get in the Champions League. So that's one thing. So I think it might be that they're more upset at the club, Roma in general. Um, you know, they invested more in the youth. The Francesco's changing some some players around. But what's upsetting is the the way that they lose or the way that they tie. You can win. You can be winning three nothing versus Atalanta, and then three three. 2-0 versus Cagliari, 2-2. Two, two. These are all these games that you you can you cannot have these mental uh, mistakes and mental breakdowns. Um, obviously, you see the difference when De Rossi is there. De Rossi, uh, you know, after so many days out of on injury, he plays a full 90 minutes. And he, you can you can see his the, yeah. green, the grinta the that he puts Everybody follows his direction and all the stuff. You know, he's By the way, leader. Pete, who sold, who sold uh, Zaniolo to Inter? Uh, to uh, to Roma, <laughs> Inter was it Spalletti yeah. that sold it? That's yeah. not Spalletti's job. <laughs> yeah, he didn't want to give him the chance to get into the field. Look how he peeks out no, of the. No, I know that. <laughs> All right, so what's happening now? This is the guy that you need. Speak Spalletti. to your coach. Uh, Speak Spalletti. to him, Spalletti. What do you have on your head? Spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's misses some spaghetti. <laughs> but he was the best player so for you can guys. I, can I ask this, but Gaetano, yeah. since you're more Roma fan, the seven-one loss is it because the players revolted against Di Francesco? Was it that they didn't consider Coppa Italia to be one of their major thing? Uh, you know, one of their things that they want objective-wise. Or was it just like a freak accident? And they it was an lost, accident. To me, it was an accident. Of, of everything. It was an accident. What I have said before is that uh, they have no leadership. This team has no leadership. Without the Rossi, the, there's no leader there. And, I mean, what Jaco uh, did with the referee, I mean, that's, that's unacceptable. Uh, you know, you don't do that. I, yeah. I, I think if the Rossi was in that game... Nothing would have happened. The score that, that would not have been seven-one, and I think Jacob would have never done that. You know, oh. he would have never done mm -hmm. if Rossi wasn't in that game. I mean, that's that's a disgrace. But uh, yeah, I, I and also the direction of the team. You know, which direction is this team going for? What, what does Palotta want? What does he want? Uh, it seems like he argues with everybody. You know, he's got a fight with. He, he fights with everybody. So I don't know. Um, does he want to bring this team to one of the elite teams in Europe? Uh, you know, don't sell your best players. You you keep selling. If you, one time IFTV had uh, 
the lineup of all the players that they that they sold. It's a, it's, it's a national team. It's, it's like right. it's, it could well, have been one of the best teams in Europe with those players. What do they do though if they come in? Like, yeah, I want to leave. If you sell the guys, then you gotta get good guys to replace them. You can't just that's sell. Why, that's why you they can't got sell the, everybody. That's why they got the younger prospects for the no, future. No, 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 no. But you can't just bet on the future. You can't say, oh, we're gonna go all in on the future. No, that's what guys. Mo- that's what we're gonna that's do. That's Mochi's plan. Okay, that's what he's saying. Yeah, that but not the okay. right all right, I understand your point, but okay, in England, right? Manchester yeah. City, 10 years ago, was a mid-level team, yeah. you know, before the, she came in. They weren't so a top team. if Palotta is interested in bringing Roma to where top he wants level. it, if he wants it to be the elite team, he's got to start investing money. He's got to start paying the players a certain amount so that way they don't they don't leave. So that's what it comes in into uh, what Gaetano was but saying. But the, the selection of the players that they had, I mean, somebody that was selecting these players must have had some vision. You had Pjanic. You had Salah. I mean... You had Gervinho. Alisson. You had Alisson. Gervinho. One of the best, uh, you know, that? goalkeepers in the world. Uh, and there, there yeah. are more. And you can... Uh, you know, oh, you, yeah, kept, you, you kept selling yeah. a Schrutman... I mean, the players, whoever bought those players. Remember Dinia? Dinia was a great player. Yeah, they had some vision. Who was Rudiger. there? Sabatini was there during yeah, that time? Sabatini. Sabatini. Romagnoli. They had Romagnoli, Alisson, Benatia, Marquinhos, Lamela, Strutman, Nangolan, Pjanic, Emerson Palmieri, Gervinho, Salah. And I'm sure there's well, a lot of guys. Was Romagnoli performing when he players. was there? Though? Wow. That's a lot of players. If yeah, you keep played, even fifty percent of those people over Man. there, on, and I'm on, sure on we missed team. a lot. You know that sure. team with the team that you have now, you get a good combination. Uh, you know, you 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 top, you top three or four in in, in Europe. the world. In, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Wow. Yes. And no. Zeman too. Don't forget him. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I think that you're right, and I think we've talked about Roma. We know how inconsistent they are, and we know that their problems run deeper than just on the surface of a coach because they've gone through coaches. And just to hit upon what I think the most, uh, what the, the fans are most upset about, um, I just feel like it's that they went from a period where they were the ones that were finishing in second to fight for the Scudetto, like if you guys remember in 2011, mm-hmm. 2012. And then they slowly saw Napoli get better, yeah. and they were the second-place team. And now they're slowly seeing Inter and Milan get better. And I think it's a, a pull of, we had that opportunity to really cement ourselves. And is it advantage. slipping away slowly? So I think that's my opinion. As far as Milan, give your take uh, from the game as a Milan fan. Real quick. I think as I, as I predicted, I knew that Fra- Di Francesco was not going to roll over uh, because they lost 7-1 against Florence. Actually, for them, was an extra motivation to do a... Uh, to put a big show on on uh, on the Olimpico because you know hey you have to just uh, keep the the, the fence to, from uh, from totally disappearing from the stands so and I knew it so you I predicted it right I predicted he yeah. said predict- you you said you would sign for a tie I would say I would I be happy if AC Milan yeah. keeps a, yeah. uh, gets a tie okay you guys gave him the win I think right AC Milan win yeah I gave AC Milan I one. said tie I, you, what did you say losing I don't remember to tell you okay, yeah. whatever <laughs> so anyway anyway yeah the bottom we'll line is, the bottom line is AC Milan I think didn't deserve to win, but the equal of won the game. 
Okay, on the second half, AC Milan played much better than the first half. Okay, even though they they hit the post and all the stuff. Donnarumma but, too, uh, player. With Donnarumma, hey, listen, you're as, you're expecting a, a yeah, saves of that caliber. For how much money he's making? Well, what do you mean how much money he's no, making? No, no, that's what I'm saying. He's going to be making a lot of more money than Icardi soon. So uh, <laughs> he already is. He is. Making so uh, he's already. He is. Oh yeah, my God! Me. Let me just tell Van. Even Arnautovic <laughs> making more than Icardi. <laughs> What, what, do you, what do you think about the midfield and how um, it's looking with Piontek up top? Well, listen, Piontek is taking, uh, is taking one, or two, uh, one, one or two additional defenders with, uh, with them because uh, what he's doing is creating a lot more room for, uh, for the mid... For, uh, the, the, and Suso. Yeah, for, mid, for Suso and Chalanoglu to just have a lot more room to maneuver on the backside over there. And uh, this guy here, he's got speed. And he's got even vision. So right now we still try to get into the groove of the the of the team and uh, the the mentality that they have. But uh, I think the speed of the game uh, with AC Milan has uh, has increased uh, uh, overall. Yeah. Overall, so G- Gazette uh, they analyze his first three games, and you know how they do. You know sometimes they hype it up, but just to say it, just for whatever, <laughs> they said that Piontek has the heading ability of Gilardino, the personality of Kaká. The sense of scoring, like Pippo Inzaghi, Mingia. and the <laughs> how about the coaching of and Inzaghi the, and the execution speed of Shevchenko. Oh, look at this guy. Execution. This guy is well, top player. Well, 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 well. Let's not, let's not go too far. Right if you now. see the goal that he scored, <laughs> but first there's two two things that was is great about Milan, right? Mm-hmm. Two so, two winter signings, mm-hmm. Paqueta, mm-hmm. who has been a, a great addition. Not so much for the creativity that he brings, which mm. we know already, mm. but as a Brazilian player to actually come back and play uh, defense. defense as a midfielder and not playing in the trequartista role, but more as a uh, in the three-man defense uh, midfield. Sorry, uh, he was the one that pressed the mm-hmm. defender, right. gets the ball, turns him around, puts a cross, and you see Piontek as a pure striker coming from behind, coming from behind, from behind, knowing and anticipating. Boom, boom. And he scores, even though it deflected off Fazio, it still was a, it was a, a true striker's goal. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's something that Milan definitely can use. And Piontek, we've seen already the goals he scored versus, versus Napoli. So I think he's a true, uh, true and true striker. Just I feel unfortunate, as I told you before, Cutrone with Piontek. I do not think they coexist, especially in the system that we play in. Now, modern football, you rarely see two target strikers. Maybe 10 years ago, you had the two big strikers that would play, but you don't see it anymore. So, unless Gattuso reinvents something... He's going to find a way to make, to make him play with... Uh, with uh, Piontek uh, is young. Piontek is young. Way. I think Piontek is going to be the Milan striker. Listen, Cutrone came in for five, five, 10 minutes before the end of the game. You see, he made that diving, that diving uh, uh, header over there. Cutrone is not in the second no, to anybody. Mancini is. I'm not trying to huh? say that he's, he's second. coming in. Yeah. I know. Is what he said. <laughs> so, I'm not saying uh, he's trying. He's second to anybody. I think Cutrone is a great player. You can only put 11 people on the field. Exactly. Uh, but that's what I'm saying. I think they're not going to play together as the 11. You never because know. Because he has to choose. You okay. never know. We'll see. Well, I guess we'll One see. One thing it. I got to say uh, to pick up on Paqueta. Paqueta is not making uh, uh, us, uh, uh, you know, regretting that uh, Bonaventura is hurt because. Uh, we missed Bonaventura since he got injured. Mm-hmm. And this guy here, he needs to be refined a little bit. He's still a little bit yes. raw. But uh, he, he's he got the quality uh, to be a great midfielder. And, uh, you know, he knows he knows the game. He knows how to play the game. So let's hope and pray that uh, by the time we get uh, to face Juventus one more time, Paqueta <laughs> puts uh, three... Uh, 
golden sombreros on uh, on the back of maybe four uh, four golden five, five. Oh, four. why stop at five yeah why not if you we so can good do we can do it Eight. we can do it parma put three goals we can <laughs> yeah, do it too. True. Oh, that's true um <laughs> let's let's uh move on to um before i ask you guys that question that i said before quietella and the national team we had the call-ups quietella officially called up like we said they're doing just a two-day training camp uh with some of the players and uh they asked quietella what the secret is you know to be called up he said being called up to the national team at 36 year old at 36 years old is my secret is hard work hard work always pays off and he said that he could never imagine that at this point in his career he would still be called up to the azzurri uh one thing we found interesting is uh cutron is still not called up to the italian national team you know i've heard different stuff that you know maybe he's getting called up with the younger team the u21s the u19s because they need him more but seeing as zagnolo and uh chiesa and Moiskin, all players who are in the same age as him, are, are all called, called up to the first team. I find it very strange that Cutron is not called up. And I know also one other thing, Mancini said that he wants uh, more teams like Roma and more coaches like Di Francesco to have the confidence to play players like Zaniolo. And he gave his um, congratulations to Zaniolo. He said, as a 19-year-old kid in his first season at Roma, not only has he become a starter, not only has he played for Roma, He's become a starter, and he's become an important player for Roma, even going to Real Madrid and playing. And he said that more youngsters need to look at Zaniolo for the way that he's going about this and he's handling himself and execute like that. He plays very hard. The kid of that age, he plays so hard. I mean, he's got a lot of energy, I mean, I'm sure. But uh, he's very, very bright right up here. What do you too. think about the Cutrone not called up to the national team? You guys know something I don't? Well, uh, Cutrone, I think it's a great idea for Mancini still to, to get Cutrone motivated. In other words, he, th- he told Cutrone, said, listen, the fact that I haven't called you, that doesn't mean I, I, I'm not going to be calling you. But uh, he said the same thing about Balotelli, because I was reading a little bit about him. Uh, you know the the trail yes. on on uh, at the bottom of the, the interviews, but uh, for Cutrone it would be an extra motivation to do better to do better and uh, to put himself on the position to be called by Mancini. So so far Cutrone has not done anything to uh, to have, uh, to prevent Mancini to from calling him. But uh, we how many how many but people Keen, has Moise Keane really done enough to not be called really. up? Cutrone, no. I think it's this is only a two day thing. Yeah, so yeah, I yeah. mean I don't really read too much into it, but. Cutrone had problems starting for Milan mm. to be called up for a national team. But then, like you said, Moise Keane got called up. I don't know. I think Cutrone, Moise Keane definitely has more talent than Cutrone. So I think it's something that he's really interested in just seeing him mm. next, close to him. Cutrone, right? I think, is just a hard worker. Not to say he doesn't have the talent, but it's not like he's the most talented striker. He's someone that because he works hard, he mm. gets the goals, which at times is what you need. You yeah. need that sh- hard-working striker. But he's not the world-class striker. Not yet. Maybe if he has a little Give more time. a couple of weeks. Yeah. Quick I, weeks. Not just, if Piontek is like, just, playing. Just something that I found interesting. Another thing, uh, Hamsik is off to China right now. Um, it's not official, but it's basically official. Uh, De Laurentiis confirmed it too. They're going to be getting $15 million for him, which is actually pretty good. Mm. And um, Hamsik is going to be making €9 million Euros a year. Um, over in China, just as we saw Jovinko, he went to Al Hilal. It's a life choice. Uh, we know he's had these offer many times, and um, he didn't opt to do it in June because of Ancelotti. They said, but now the offer was too good to refuse. So Hamsik, you know, it's been 10, 12 years since he's been in Napoli. It's going to be strange to see him anywhere else. He's a player that always rejected the big clubs that wanted him. He said, you know, in the past, Juventus and anyone else, he always felt Napolitano and that he wanted to stay in Naples. So um, bittersweet, I think, for Napoli fans to see him go. They um, they have the Supercoppa memory, obviously, of him lifting the trophy. But I think 
leaving midseason for your captain. Do you guys think that that's going to affect Napoli in any way? Not really. Or because not he's really. not Napoli, playing too Napoli's much. got plenty of players on his position that they they are they have shown already. What's the that leadership very of being a captain? Uh, they you know right now they're trying to get the Insigne you know in uh, into this uh, leadership role. I mean, it's not directly, but indirectly, you know, Insigne should be now the franchise player yeah, of yeah, Napoli. A, yes, so uh, and Ancelotti, I think, is going to bring Insigne to a different level, uh, you know, to make sure that he shines into the, the the big stage. But the main thing is that I'm still keeping this thing here coming to, to my head. How can you Amsic be making nine million dollar when Icardi makes no more than three million dollars? I mean, different how much leagues. money does he make? Different leagues. I want uh, to be different. Icardi leagues. is like five and a half million. Yeah, but China, the Chinese league is China. It pays. Uh, they pay them a, be, lot. It's a better a league lot than, than Italy. No, no, no but no, it's not. They have a lot of so money because, they because they're money. not a better league. They excess. They play Gratiano Pele sixteen million. They pay Eder like eleven or twelve million. I hope he, I hope Vanda she's not listening to this. You see, <laughs> do you hear how, how much money they're getting? Those all of those, uh, you know. <laughs> but there's a reason why they're getting that money. Yeah. To play over there. Yeah. Listen. <laughs> If if he can't get an offer from uh, from China, he's not gonna go. No, he won't. He's not gonna go. What, what no, do you guys think uh, you about the Hamsik part? No, it's sad to see Hamsik leave uh, Napoli. He's been pretty much a bandiera, you know, the, yeah. of of now face of the franchise for a while. Him and Insigne, and he really grew from uh, leaving Brescia at a really young age to becoming what he is now, uh, you know, at Napoli. And uh, I think he, Napoli and Serie A loses a great player. I think he's one of the top scorers for Napoli, if not. Yeah, I think he is. Yeah. So, I mean, he's but left. He played he a lot left, of many more years. Yeah, but, but, he left, but he's left his mark on mm-hmm. Napoli. And I think all the Napoli fans, they, they love him. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I just hate to see it happen in the midseason. Yeah. It would have been nice maybe in June where you can send them off the right way. But you know what? This is part of You don't say no to money. I think uh, heads up to Amsek. The guy is a true professional. I think he bought it into the Napoli uh, philosophy. He wanted to win a Scudetto. He stayed there the whole time because he thought he was going to win one. And now, uh, after so many years, he figured, hey, you know, that's it. I did my, uh, you said 10, 12 years. Yeah, I think 12 years. Uh, he tried his best. Uh, he had offers to go to big, big teams, but he wanted to stay in Napoli because he wanted to win something with Napoli. And now I think his, um, uh, his, um, Playing time, is, yeah, his is, time is, is, uh, is, is over. That's it. Uh, you know, it better moves on. Mm. But he leaves a legacy there, and I think, like uh, you said, uh, the the Napoli fans—they they really loved them because he he was, uh, uh, yeah, he was a true professional. Mm. Would it be? Isn't it a little bit strange? The only thing I thought about is the Europa League. You know, if Napoli, who have a very good team, a solid team, and Ancelotti says we're betting for Europa League, that's the only reason I thought it was a little bit strange for him to leave early. But maybe the offers on the table. You said, yeah. listen. I can't wear which one's better. I weigh the options, and it was better to go. Anyway, Marco, they're going to use yeah. the money to buy another player. Number one, number two. I said in the last two three years, how many games did uh, uh, Marek oh, Amsic finish? Oh, I, think, I think now he didn't finish. finish all the oh, games because Sari would take him out of the sermon. <laughs> right, the vast majority of the time will be just the first ten minutes of the second half will be taking him but out. But he was playing less and less. And many times towards. he will not even start. Even he will yeah. come in from the bench. Now, so we, uh, we did see the season. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. It, it was coming. It's he something regressed. that uh, you know it was the, the writing were on the wall. Yeah. Put it for sure um, the question that I want to ask they said that there's going to be a meeting to discuss potentially Serie A cutting from 20 teams to 18 teams um, it's a big discussion point a lot of people have different opinions 
Uh, let's go around, say what you think uh, about this. Mike, start off. What do you think about uh, 18 teams? Oh, man, this is, I mean, if you look at an overall picture, it is going to be a much more interesting league in terms of there's going to be a lot less uh, smaller teams. There's going to be two, two weaker teams cut from the league. So overall, uh, it's going to be better in that sense. But I do think there's going to be less money overall, but more money distributed more money distributed to less of the teams than uh, before. So before there's 20 teams, you know, the money distribution, each of them got a little. Now everyone gets a little bit more of the pie in that sense. But I feel like this is a positive thing. It's going to overall, the games are going to be more exciting, more money all around. And I want to see how it turns out. Anto, what do you think? Pretty much I'm, I'm almost online with Mike. And uh, I think that before Serie A was uh, 16, uh, was 16 teams. Now we're talking about 18. Mm-hmm. We could go so, to 16. Uh, I would like it too. So uh, That's a little too much. You know, the only thing is that Juventus is not going to be rolling over very easily the way they, they've been rolling over those, uh, you know, uh, bottom of the of the draw uh, teams like Frosinone or Bologna. Like, uh, what about Milan? Bologna? Just, uh, <laughs> okay. Inter. <laughs> so, so you agree uh, with Mike? I definitely agree with him. Pete? Definitely. I mean, the only league, the major league that has 18 teams <laughs> now is in Germany, Bundesliga. And, uh, How many teams do you have in Germany? They have 18. 18. Okay. 18. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. 18, 20. I don't know how much of a difference uh, it makes uh, as far as like who's going to win the league. But it's just the matter of making the competition stronger, yeah. maybe. And also money. So, and a lot of the teams in Serie A, I think it's it's uh, nice to see the that they could get more share for mm-hmm. the money. Uh, the only thing is the lower level teams maybe they want uh, to stay be able to stay in Serie A. Yeah, that's the thing. But you never know because a lot of the Serie A team, the Serie B teams that just make the promotion to Serie A, they, they have back. a lot of problems where they come yeah. right back and then they get really screwed because yeah. they're not able to balance the right. the salaries the and, and everything. The they go bankrupt. So I mean, it could be a, a good idea. Mm-hmm. I just I don't think that it makes much of a difference. I want to add one think? more thing. Wait, before Gatano goes on, I want to add one more thing. This 18, uh, 18 versus 20, I think it's going to be better for the big team like Juventus, AC Milan, Inter, Lazio, it be worse. Roma. No, it will be better. Why? Why? Tell you why. Less games. You're going to be playing less games. Yeah, it's better less games. Yeah, and if you are into international competition yeah. and you get closer to the end of the season, you need uh, as much energy right. as you can because even a small team you know, those guys are fighting for not going down toward to the end of the season. That'll give you Benevento. a hard time. Remember Benevento. That's what I'm saying. So uh, I think Wouldn't it, that be better for the, all of the league, too, if the top teams have less games to play that they could put more effort into Europe? But that's what I'm saying. Right? That's what I'm saying. That's, uh, right? What do you think about it? I don't know. I have no problem with the 18 teams uh, if they go to 18. I mean, you don't want to see teams uh win one game i mean kiev has won one game the whole year frosinone has won two games the whole year so you, you know you need uh, even oh, though uh, you know, so even it's though, very hard on the fans you know, it's nice that frosinone a small uh, city that uh, it's in the big uh, big stage but they have um i think they struggle you know they struggle with the stadium where they have a ten thousand uh, seat stadium <coughs> No, I have no problem with 18 teams. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I don't see a uh, real downside. I know that the argument is from two sides. It's from fans that say, oh, we're losing four games now a year. Um, and the other argument from the smaller teams who are fans of the small teams saying, now now you're going to go to City and B, you're going to make less money. To me, it makes perfect sense because um, the team that's 
18, the team that's 20, 19, and 18 right now, I feel like there is a little bit of a cushion. Not that it's very easy, but if you make it to 18, 17, 16 that are fighting, those bottom three teams and even the teams above them are all going to look to be spending more money because it's going to be more competitive. They can say, listen, we need to invest more money into the league because we're going to go down and we're going to lose a lot more. And I think that that's important because if you look right now, 17, 18, 19, I think we could basically predict with, with the exception of one or two. Uh. So teams that are between 10 and 16, let's say, they know that they're not going to go down. They know that they're not going to get Europe. They're in this nice cushion section. They're like, listen, we don't really need to spend that much money. If we achieve good, awesome. If we don't, we're not going to get relegated. And I think that that's kind of like the death of where Serie A gets a little bit annoying because those teams don't have that much to play for, where if you cut two teams out, it's going to be more competitive in the chunk. So I'm not trying to say anything bad about Serie B teams, and I think it even will make Serie B more interesting because everyone's going to it's going to be a real dogfight, fight, fight, and, and everyone's going to have to deserve it. So that's the way that I see it. Milan's going to be in real trouble. This I, I think uh, in Serie B, they struggle to have uh, 20 teams, right? What did they have? They should have 22, I think. Yeah, 22. They almost cut it too, I think, in, yeah. Yeah, um, in the beginning of the season. Right? Uh, three teams will still relegate. They got 19 teams. 19? Yeah, they got 19 teams. I think they struggled in the beginning of the season. They were going to go oh, to... Because they were supposed to get Vertizantella and all yeah, those other guys. Yeah, they were going to get so they, they and then at the end, I think they started with maybe... And then at the at the end, yeah. uh, they in, in the past, cut. it's been 22. Yeah, so uh, I think they, if I didn't count, what were you saying? It's 19 teams. What were you bringing up for the relegation with the 18 teams? Oh. It still remains three or two teams relegated. I don't one. know. I would do three. Three. Why? And then well, maybe two. No, but I don't. I don't know. But in Germany, what is it? Is it three? Oh, I don't you know. Check? Because that's 18. 16, Why don't we Pete, do two when with we one had playoff? 16, no, nice. When we had 16, we always three relegated. There were still three relegated. That's one. And then two. There's going to be a third European competition coming soon. Sure. So that's going to be interesting from like 7 to 10 to see uh, maybe the less games are going to help those teams also. Because they need they to don't start taking it seriously so. too. Even Bologna. Bologna announced that they're going to be making a stadium too and it's mm-hmm. going to be completed they're in like five years. Two, two with one playoff. Two, yeah, that's two what I said. And two and a playoff. playoff. So then it's still we three should do pop. playoff. I, I like the... The City B playoffs, they, they fight were to the very depth. interesting yeah, it's pretty, to me. It's entertaining. I know it's not that fair, people say, but I think that it's good. Well, it depends on the num- points, maybe. Yeah. Um, Mike, any good questions? Or Before we finish uh, with the City, I wanted to say something about the City. In the last uh, couple of weeks, uh, two, three weeks, we had teams that were losing 3 nothing and they came back. We had Roma, okay, that was winning 3 nothing. the team came back. We had Empoli that was winning 2 nothing, and they tied 2-2. And we had Juventus that uh, was winning 2 nothing, was winning 3-1, and they came back to 2-3. So I think that's something uh, positive about uh, the teams and, and the Serie A, that there's, you know, these mm-hmm. teams, they come back. It's not over. You know, years ago, I remember, you know, you were winning 3 nothing. the game is over. Uh, they were you know, bored t- out. T- yeah. But now, so uh, shout out to Serie A that these teams are coming back. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> shout it out was, to Serie A. <laughs> it, no, it's, it's very, very, very funny to see people around the world start being like, what is this Atalanta in fifth place? How are they one point from yeah, Champions League? pretty crazy. And seeing like Zapata, players that, you know, we all know about and we know how good they are. Mm. But some people are starting to learn who they are. I think it's great for Serie A. Mike, what's the one question we got? Okay, we got a pretty good one. It's a two-part question. I'm going to go with it. It says, is Zaniolo's Italy's biggest talent of the past years? And the second part was, who's the last player to have this much hype around him in the past during the Serie A? For the first part, I think we can all answer. For the second part, I feel like you three watched it longer than us, so you guys could 
put your input on that. But for the for first part, I say yeah. Past please, how please, Nakasano, Antonio Nakasano, please. Yeah, please don't say him. But you, as a youngster, you wish. <laughs> I, I don't remember the the question was is Zaniolo the best of the past year? That was yeah, the first the, part of the question. The, yeah, up and coming talent. And In terms of talent. To say to just go against the grain of that guy, <laughs> I would say Totti, Cassano, Del Piero. That's it. Those were the okay. Like, we're not gonna argue okay, that. The Actually, Cassano, Totti, and Del Piero. Zaniolo is the more interesting one to me. That's the most more interesting part of the question. I, I think the reason why uh, Zaniolo is coming up now is because in the last few years we haven't had anybody that Nothing. really Maybe. got this excitement. This kid is bringing some exciting into the game, and I mean the, the, the kid. I, 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 we have to wait, but. He is, uh, he's unbelievable. I mean, the guy, the kid is cool. He's got skills. He's got speed. Look he, at poor uh, Peter over there. <laughs> he's like, what are you talking Everywhere you said was like a dagger. Like, what, what does he have? Uh, do the sign of the cross, please. Yeah, that's what happened to Spalletti. I'm sorry, Spalletti, but you screwed up on this one. I, I, that's what I heard. I heard that Spalletti did not believe in Zaniolo. And uh, his face is but there were people that they saw this kid a year ago and they said this kid is going to go places mm. from the from the youth coach. And I, I uh, you know, I'm not 100 percent sure, but if he would say, hey, don't let this kid go, he would not let it go. And the reason why, because he, he wasn't, you know, Still he liked it. so much uh, that uh, <laughs> Nangolan that he tried. Uh, but Anyway, so that's the excitement because we yeah. haven't seen anything in the last few years. You know, and this kid, he, he could change. He could change uh, a lot uh, the way the national team uh, plays too. So is it more of the other players not performing as well and yes. him just being the bright yes. spot, right? You know, maybe, that's Spalletti, right. maybe Spalletti and, uh, and uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, and uh, Nangolan, they go to the disco together. So that's <laughs> why he wanted to get Nangolan into Milan. Maybe. And then uh, he sent Zaniolo back to Rome. I said, hey, come on, go eat some <laughs> a bunch of... Go eat a bunch of uh, uh, paninis down there. So, uh. <laughs> but you guys agree with the rest with the Totti, a Cassano oh, being the definitely, I, yeah, to definitely. Anyone else or that's Totti by far was probably the best, one of the better uh, Italy youngsters players. So. Oh, youngsters. What was the question? Uh, it was like, who was the last years. player to get this much hype when they were younger? Oh, I think that's okay. a very good because question. Also, Totti, he he denied Real Madrid, and so I I feel a lot of people uh, they don't give enough credit to Totti. But if he was on a Real Madrid team, a lot he would have a Ballon d'Or. He would be Champions just League. as much uh, hailed as Messi and Ronaldo. Hey, listen, Totti's he, got the one that everybody so, wants, though. No, of He's course, the, the World, World Cup. Cup. So no, for sure. But the thing is, I he was that type of talent. And just uh, if anybody has a chance to go see on YouTube, if when he was in the younger days, not even when he was older. What he was able to do was unbelievable. On Wait. the other hand, Castano went to Real Madrid, but he refused, <laughs> refused to go to what? Juventus. But what are you doing? He refused to go to Juventus, but he could have won 10 campionati. Yo, by just, you, uh, yeah. speaking, speaking, it just came to my mind. You think Ronaldo has, what, four or five Champions Leagues? Five, I, think I think it's five, right? Yeah. Four. Four or five. Okay, yeah, either way. It doesn't, doesn't change my, my, yeah. my question. You think you would give up as a player four or five Champions Leagues for one yeah, World Cup? I would, 100%. Absolutely, absolutely, right? You guys, Peter, Gitano, you know, you're not saying anything. Ronaldo won the really? championship, the, 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 the world, world champion. No, no. He won the Euro. Oh, the Euro. Yeah. It's a big. That's a different. That's oh, a big yeah. one too, though. That's a big. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but World Cup. Yeah, I know. I'm not saying. I don't know. Not. Four or five Champions League equates one World Cup. Ask Messi the same so. question. I, oh my God. I would I would put eight Champions Leagues you for think a World so? Cup. Yeah. 
It depends. It's too big. It's different a, for everyone, though, a to world, be but a World Cup. I, somebody, you know, I stole this question it's from a, somebody in an interview that had a few Champions Leagues, and they said that they would throw them out for a World Cup. It, but Marco, know, it's how you win it. You know what it is? It's because it's for your country, yeah. and right. you hear it's the national pride. anthem, and there's so much pride. Yeah. That's what makes the difference. Mm, yeah. Yeah. But, but even, yeah, well, but Marco, it's even so how hard. you win it. It's not. It's not every oh, year. Yeah. It's every four years. It's even how you win it. How you win it. Doesn't matter how you win a World Cup. Germany. They beat the best team on the world, and you get to the World Cup and you win. Yeah. That's how you win it too. I what what are you, you're the only one who didn't answer. You think four or five World Champions Leagues for yeah, World Cup? I said, I said oh, you did. <laughs> oh, sorry. Hey. So Peter's the only one. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I think you know World Cup, like you said, for you have to be in form, not have an injury. Uh, you know, last a long time in your career, you know, because you don't just have that one World Cup yep. and you win it. Exactly. Maybe one, two, three yeah. World Cups. It might take you a long And well, there's yeah. so many players that and never won. And you don't play that many two in your career. You play a couple, two, yeah. three, right? But Maybe I mean, it's one, it's one of the dreams no. for every player to win a World Cup and to win the Champions League. Yep. Those are the two dreams that a player And then they, has. Go, they try to do it as a coach, too. <laughs> very I few. think very few players make it to three World Cups. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah exactly. Very, 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 very few. I mean, three maybe, guys, right? Tw- uh, many years. 12 years. Yeah. Um, anyway, good good episode. We got we got some good questions. And, and a question, Mike. Me- no, that's, <laughs> that's it. We got uh, I want to thank Peter, Gaetano, Mike. Antonio, Spalletti, Vanda, Piontek. Are you taking these home, Antonio? Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do with those at home? You're going to practice in front of the mirror. Hey, hey. Vanda. <laughs> <laughs> get me more money. <laughs> Antonio, we finally got you. We got to get you a Cassano one. Oh, yeah. You see this? Look at this. You, you cared about all these guys. You didn't even ask me about Cassano. Wow. You see that? Something's up. Anyway, I think Piontek. What are you gonna say? For our listeners, we need more listeners. We need more uh, subscribers. So talk to your friends. Get uh, get us on board because uh, we want to do big things here at IFTV. Talking about that today, somebody sent us a tweet randomly, and uh, his name is Marco. He's from New Jersey. He said, "Guys, will you play me in FIFA real quick? We had some time. We played him in FIFA. I remember I called you. I said hi." And um and we played him in FIFA. He said next time he wants to see you guys, one of you guys play FIFA. Whoa. He wants to hear you, I, or at least <laughs> I, am, I am real bad. I have no idea. Or at least commentate the match. They want you to be on. Oh yeah, we, we got we got that. we got to do some some Copy content like that. Antonio's gonna just look at the screen. Commentate. No Casano, not playing. Uh, maybe we'll, we'll no add Casano, no party. Um, anyway, guys, as always, thank you for watching. Make sure you rate the podcast with five stars. Subscribe if you are new. Follow us on our new Instagram at Italian Football TV. Antonio's itching to say something. Say Which it to is that. at the bottom of the screen, right? It's at, at the Italian bottom. Italian Football TV. Yep. And we're trying to gain, uh, again, uh, we're trying to get the, the old Instagram back, which was... At Italian for at IFTV. Right? Yeah, that doesn't okay. matter. Yeah. That's, that's, what do you mean? Doesn't matter. When we get it back, yeah, we'll but say they can't it. search it right when now. When we get it back, we'll say it. Okay. Yeah. When we get it back, when we get it back, yeah, we're gonna say exactly. it. That's <laughs> anyway, what I said. So okay. I hope you guys are having fun because I'm having a lot of fun. You're definitely having I'm fun. I'm gonna prepare something special. I'm, I'm gonna prepare something <laughs> special next week for my friend Pete. We're working on oh, already. Man, so more than Wanda and Spalletti. Oh, forget about it. You don't know what you what you. Uh, He's gonna have a whole uh, team okay, over here. So, uh, I, I, I thought you were very serious about this. Oh, you, yeah. you even asked me if I could edit your voice to be like a woman's voice for Wanda. That's what I said. <laughs> I, I said let's get a lady's voice. I said no. They tried to make me. They work we got on a my W. Yeah, you did it good. Good. So guys, keep watching us. Keep rating us with what five stars. Five stars. And I'll see you next week. See you guys. Thanks for watching. Ciao. Okay, ciao.